Hey, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our cup of coffee. Today's guest is going to be our very own Nathan Hammer. He's our service manager and does a fantastic job leading our service team to make sure that we're helping our customers protect their people and their property. And he does a fantastic job with that on a regular basis. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of scoreboards and the importance of some friendly competition within your organization and within your team. If this is something that will be impactful to you, I want to ask you to share this with anybody that may also be in the same type of position, somebody that's leading a team, no matter if it's in a service industry or not, maybe this will be beneficial information. We ask you to share it out on social media, on Facebook, on YouTube, or wherever you're seeing this. Just send it off to somebody and let them know to check this episode out. It may be beneficial to them. We share these episodes every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., so we ask you to subscribe so you never miss a brand new episode. Grab a cup of coffee. Let's get ready for this conversation. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes, and it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Nathan, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. How about yourself? Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so, Nathan, you are our service manager here at LockDock Security. That's correct. Okay. You've been with us for a number of years. What uh, What does that put us back to now? Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one? Eight. Eight. Oh, I was almost there. Getting very close. <laughs> keeping track of my counting. I'm getting really good. Uh, you were uh, in, uh, brought into our organization to help grow our service department. Right, that was kind of the thing, and we're going to be talking a little bit about one of the things that you've recently done with our service team, and and something I think is really incredible as it relates to measuring and scoreboards. So that's going to be our topic of conversation today. But I wanted to, before we jump into that, I want to lay a little groundwork why I think this is very interesting and relevant, and put it in context of some of your sports background. So you uh, played sports in in uh, collegiate sports. Is that would that be a correct term? Correct. Okay. What did you do? Uh, I actually played lacrosse at Lee's McCray College up in Banner Elk, North Carolina. How much of sports has played a role in what you're currently doing now? How much rollover do you have? Because I know you're still a, you're, you're a coach now uh, with a, a local high school team. Uh, and so there's a lot of, of team building, team effort, or, you know, d- development of players in kind of a lot of what you're doing on a daily basis. How do you correlate those two things? Correct. Yeah. Um, a lot of what I've, I enjoyed about sports was the competition aspect of it. And okay. I love the teamwork aspect of it. I love knowing that you can rely on the person to your left and your right to kind of help you get through the thick and the thin. Yeah. It, it, it is so interesting when it comes to team, right? As, as an organization, you are closely knit. We have shifted some things around in our organization over the last year uh, as, as, COVID came through, as the pandemic was happening, we got very structured on creating small teams. What did you see culminating as those small teams were starting to develop? That's a good question. I'd say the biggest thing was the consistency factor of it. Guys kind of knowing what to expect throughout their day, knowing what patterns to look for, and kind of have a better understanding of what they need to do and what they're, how to win that day. So, and a lot of the reasons that I'm trying to bring this up is because I think it's very relevant and and some of the stuff that I see you do on a daily and weekly basis with your team, 
I see a lot of direct correlation to sports, right? Because even even that, what you guys do on a on a daily basis is is the the uh, equivalent of of a huddle, a pregame huddle, right? What are we going to do? What's our game plan? How are we going to go out and accomplish it? Is that the way that you're trying to like work through that? Is that something that you that you're that you're uh, actively trying to connect together? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I've never really thought of it that way, but yes, I would say some of those habits and rituals I learned through sports, mm-hmm. such as huddling up before a play or before the day, mm-hmm. helps kind of clear communication throughout your teammates, and that way you have a better understanding of how to attack the day. It's interesting as I walk through the uh, the building from time to time, I'll see you standing in front of our dashboard inside of the the warehouse area, and you'll have uh, several of the guys on your team standing around there, and you're showing where things are on the scoreboard. And again, I'm not trying to completely tie this all back to sports, but it's an interesting parallel to me because it's pointing out this is this is what our goals and objectives are, and then this is how we're measuring against those. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing there is it's essentially like a scoreboard. It's a way to define what winning looks like. So guys, when they get up and see their numbers, it's not I'm just putting up numbers, but how does that compare? What numbers do I need to put up to make sure that we're winning? And I think the whole competition aspect of it is is very intriguing because – you are a very competitive individual. You you're, you can see that through a lot of sports and, and through a lot of the, the activities that you're focused on, just a very competitive-driven individual. Bringing that in and then rallying a team together from a coach mentality is something that I think s- – it creates a little bit of a, an edge. So you've got, you've got folks that you're trying to coordinate and organize, and you have, I guess – two different ways to look at it. Maybe there's three or four, but the way that I see it is just a couple, uh, maybe two ways, is you're either going to tell people exactly what to do and when to do it, or you're going to coach them up so that they can make those decisions. When you're coaching, so I'm trying to bring some parallels back and forth. When you're coaching positions in lacrosse, are you don't have the ability, I'm assuming, you don't have the ability to tell the players exactly what to do when they're on the field. How do you prepare them to make good decisions when they're on the field? I think a lot of that kind of comes back to practice and developing good habits in practice. So they know when they get in that situation, maybe they failed at that in the past, but then that's when you walk someone through that and say, hey, here's a different way to go about doing this that might be more successful. So I think in some instances, sometimes you have to stub your toe on it and understand uh, how to do it correctly. Yeah, and, and I would imagine throughout the game when people come in and out of the game, you're able to coach them up and say, hey, this is what I saw. This is how, maybe something to try different to kind of to coach that, that process to, be, to, to improve. Absolutely. Yeah, because at the end of the day, mistakes are going to happen. There's going to be things that come up, and it's how you adapt and work with those to kind of get through it. So when you're, when you're looking at your day-to-day uh, operations for managing our service team, dealing with customers, dealing with uh, other team members, and then dealing with your with your service technicians. How are you correlating those things together and, and kind of using the same elements that you would in a sports atmosphere, but in the business realm? Let's see. Can you kind of elaborate on that question a little bit? Well, so you're you're doing kind of a similar process where you're or you're helping kind of do a pregame huddle. Then you're you're watching a scoreboard to make sure that we're making good decisions. And then as things happen throughout the day, you're also, I guess, getting in there and saying, "Hey, these are ways that we maybe could have done this better, and and this is something we can do different in the future." Yeah. So a lot of a lot of that kind of comes back to the scoreboard, so they know how to have a self measure for themselves. So. 
maybe out of that group there's five total guys and out of those kind of means and averages there's an outlier that would kind of stand out to you and say okay maybe this is one that there could be a lot of factors that contribute to this Mm -hmm. or maybe this is a discussion to have with someone to see what's going on in ways that we can improve efficiency okay so let's move into the scoreboard so i think from my perspective what i'm trying to do is lay a groundwork of understanding the how sports have played into some of uh some of the the operations that we have one creating some competitive environment two uh creating a team environment so uh, here recently, over the last couple of months, you and the service team worked on a new scoreboard and, and kind of a, a, what you guys actually have classified as the service team's friendly competition uh, to, to, to really build some camaraderie, but also uh, give them something to work towards and kind of compete against each other. Uh, it's based a lot off of the the book for disciplines of execution. Walk us through, you know, from a perspective of if I'm another business owner, a manager, or somebody in your similar position, uh, running a different business, a service in a service world. What would I do if I wanted to kind of craft this same type of thing with with my team? Yeah. So one of the things, as you mentioned, kind of some of my roots and some of the stuff that I'm I focus on is competition. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did for the guys on the team was I kind of challenged them and said, hey, here's some of the things we're looking for. Let's come up with a couple measurables to try and help us work towards our goal. Okay. So a couple things that happened with that. Again, I thought, okay, let's figure out something that's going to be competitive and fun for the guys. And then I then challenged the guys to come up with the ideas or the measurables to say, hey, what's going to help us get towards our overall goal? And I think that was a big part of it was having their buy-in and their thought process on it. Why do you think that was important? So they buy into it. You know, it's not necessarily just me telling them what to do or what numbers to hit. It's them coming up what they think is a good measurable and a good goal for them to try and hit as a group. And so what, what, has, what was the result of that? So you said, hey, guys, let's, uh, let's come up with a competition. Let's, let's figure this out, and I want you to come up with the measurables. Did they say, yeah, whatever, that's not our job, and balk at it? What, what was the response that you got? Yeah, I think, I think at first they were kind of taken back of the thought of that they could come up with the idea to mm-hmm. have the competition themselves. But I think kind of planting that seed and kind of watering it over a week or two kind of let them start developing a thought process of what they think they truly need to look for and what they need to try and be doing. So again, having their buy-in. We understand the frustrations HOA board members and property managers face when deciding the best solution for their HOA and pool security. Should we use a keypad, hand out keys, or install a key card system? Do we even need cameras? These are some of the questions that are difficult to navigate, and we're here to help. At LockDock Security, we've spent over 20 years working with homeowners associations and property managers to find a system that best fits the pool and HOA needs. Camera systems for the front gate or front entrance, key card systems for the pool gates, or simply updating the gate so that it meets safety and code compliance. We like to take the guesswork out of the process to answer any questions and help find the right solution. Our mission is to help you protect your people and your property, and that includes pools. Contact our team today to schedule your free consultation for your community. What was the return? So you you said, hey, start thinking about this. You gave them, what, a couple of days, a couple of weeks to to process it. And then you've come back and said, okay, what are our results? Did you have like a list of 15 or 20 or was it pretty much they had already decided what it was going to be? Yeah, we kind of 
we kind of narrowed it down to just have four or five different measurables. And I think one of the things that I tried to be very transparent with them about is this is something new and something that's different and to let them know that, hey, how this looks today might not be how it looks next week or a month from now to let them know this is something that could take constant improvement and something that is subject to change for the better. Yeah, I think that's one of the things in our organization that we are probably uh, we do a lot is is continually improve something, constantly tweak something to try to, to we're not afraid to 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 make some changes and tweak things around so that it doesn't become stale or that it doesn't become that's just the way we've always done it. So setting that tone at the beginning of this is probably not going to be perfect out of the gate, but we're you know let's let's work through this and, and make it make it work for everybody. Correct. All right. So you ask them to come up with a couple of measurables. You you come back together. You come up with four or five. Uh, and then from that point, what were the what were those measuring measurables that you're w- looking at? So there was a couple things we came up with. Probably the first idea we had was one of our goals as a company is to try and service eighteen thousand openings this year. Mm-hmm. So we thought first and foremost that'll help us work towards that goal if we come up with a measurable to say who's servicing the most openings okay. throughout the month. And this is done off a monthly basis where we kind of go through. We assess the numbers halfway through the month, and then we're assessing them again at the end of the month to see where everybody's at. Okay, so every two weeks. Correct. Or effectively, depending on the month, right? So mm-hmm. in, a, in a typical working month, you've got 20 to 22 working days. So basically every 10 days, you're looking at uh, kind of the status of, of where the where the competition is. Correct. Okay. And the so the, it's openings that they've serviced, and that is, is uh, calculated per individual. What are the other things you're measuring? Uh, The other thing is basically our time on site and what we're physically billing. Okay. And that actually has two different measurables in it. One, seeing who has the most bill-out hours, and two, who is being most time efficient on site. So uh, I want to ask a question because this this is something that I've always been intrigued with or excited about. The efficiency standpoint, how does that relate to our customers? Because I know internally it's, it's something that we watch, but from a customer standpoint, where does that create value for the, for the customer? I, I think that is a, it speaks volumes for the customer because, one, if we're going out there being efficient, taking care of stuff in the first site visit or as minimal trips as possible, it makes us look more professional. Yeah, and solving the problems in a, in a quicker Correct. time frame. Being a, I mean, nobody wants wasted time, right? Nobody wants uh, somebody to be there twice as long as they need to be, so uh, encouraging efficiency is definitely a factor. Okay, so we have number of openings, and that builds towards our wildly important goal of uh, servicing 18,000 openings for the year. Uh, we've got measuring time on site versus build time from an efficiency standpoint. What else? Uh, we've also got warranties in there, which would be actually a negative instead of a positive, meaning sure. whenever we get a warranty call and we go out and assess it and decide that it is going to be warranty, mm-hmm. it would actually be a, ne- a negative component to the scoreboard as opposed to a positive. Why would you include that on a scoreboard when you're looking at kind of positive impact? Why would you look at that on a scoreboard? Because essentially warranties lead to lost monies, are lost money and inefficiencies. And I would imagine too that you know you don't want to create a a system where somebody can just go through and do a bunch of work, and even if it's not quality work, correct, they they can get through a lot more. It's just not quality. So we're you know one of our core values is refined quality. So we want to hold that at a high standard uh, while measuring efficiencies. Absolutely. All right. So uh, we've got a uh, number of doors serviced. We have uh, the on-site versus build time. From an efficiency standpoint, we've got warranties as a negative detractor to kind of equalize um, out that. What else are we measuring? 
Uh, and then the last thing that we're going to measure is our customer surveys and the ones that are we're getting reports on that are 10 out of 10. Okay, so explain to us a little bit, uh, for those that are, are watching or listening, what is, what is a customer survey for us? So essentially, every time that we complete any sort of work, mm-hmm. we're gonna our customer excuse me our customer success team sends out a survey, and then the customer has the opportunity to fill it out and rate that based off our performance right there. So the survey says basically on a scale of one to ten, how likely are you to recommend us to a, a friend or a colleague? Correct or family member. I'm not exactly sure what the, the verbiage is, but it says something around. Mm. So and we're, we're basically saying, did we do a good enough job that you would actually tell somebody about our, our, our work? Correct. Um, and, and, and so you're saying that you're only giving them credit for a perfect score of 10. Correct. Why One, is that? We're really looking for the exceptional work or the ones that go mm. above and beyond there. That's, I, that's interesting because exceptional versus just who has the average score what is the the average score cuz you're you're looking for the the exception correct and we're not looking for good or average we're looking for exceptional what 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 has been the uh, the reception so far from the service team as they've been watching this it's it's kind of interesting seeing it from just even a couple weeks ago where it I feel like they bought into the idea, but now that it's kind of gone a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. I feel like we're getting even more traction and more buy-in from it, where at first, maybe the first week or two, guys were checking it every once every three or four days, but now I'm going around the office, I'm hearing guys talking about it, I'm seeing them checking it on a daily basis, and it's even amazing seeing the results from last month to this month. Mm -hmm. The numbers seem like they're already increasing in the positive manner. So how much time uh, a day, a week, or a month do you spend kind of correlating this data together and, and building this dashboard? Um, essentially, it, when first setting it up, it took a little bit more time. But now that it's set up and going, it takes very low maintenance, especially from my end. It's a matter of taking a look at it and seeing where everything's at. So it's all automated information. Correct. Because I, I think that's something of value. Because you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to share this kind of information with folks is I think it's an interesting concept. I think it's something interesting that you guys have have put together, and I have seen the excitement from our service team around it. Like, this is something that we can see how we're doing, see if we're winning or if we're not winning. Um, but all, also on that, um, the, the, the fact that there's not a lot of daily lift on it. So I would imagine uh, there's a couple of different ways to tackle this, but the automation side of it, the fact that it's just there and it's automatically collecting that data in the background uh, is, is a big win. Just a reminder, you're listening to the Coffee Break Podcast. Also, we wanted to let you know that our team puts together a weekly blog post. You can find it at locdoc.net slash blog. It's guaranteed to raise your IQ by 12 points or your money back. So it's pretty much a win-win. All right, back to the conversation. If you're in that same position and you're doing that same type of thing and you're saying, hey, well, I don't have the ability, I don't have a system that can automate this information, it, what would you trim down? Would you, if you were, so right now, you've got four different things that you're measuring. If you were a, uh, a service manager and you didn't have all of that automation around you, what would you eliminate if you could only measure maybe one thing to kind of keep people uh, and give people an idea if they're doing well or not? As long as, honestly, I think it, it kind of comes down to either the openings that we're servicing or 
our efficiency on site, I'd say, are probably the two biggest ones there. So it's, it's, it's something, if you were to measure the efficiency on site, it's probably something that could be on a whiteboard and you could kind of keep track of on a daily basis just with some tick marks. Absolutely. And, and I think that's something that, you know, not trying to overly complicate it, right? The, the simplicity of it is is really what what makes it beneficial um, because it's something that the people, you know, in our case, they're service technicians. And so, you know, we're using this as an example, but it could be a sales team or it could be, you know, a project team or it could be whoever, you know, but having a simple to easy to follow scoreboard that's not overly complicated that you that you can look at and see if if people are winning or not. In lacrosse uh, or in any sports, I guess you take football or basketball or whatever. If you were to look at the the scoreboard, I know I know uh, in basketball. So you look at the uh, the scores where they have all the player stats, and you're looking at you know assists and steals and rebounds and all that stuff. When you start looking at that, it can be a little overwhelming or daunting. And looking at just those results alone, it's hard to tell what team is winning or losing. So you you really focus on just the score right now the player's scores the individual information that's that's building up is going to determine that outcome but it's hard to tell who's winning based off of looking at all those details yeah and i think that was one of the things that kind of stood out to me the most is all this data that we had that we put together that data was always there Mm -hmm. but that data was available just to myself or a manager or somebody who went out of their way to look at it and Just like in team sports, the scoreboard is clearly visible to the people who are playing it, to Mm -hmm. the coaches, to the fans. So I think having the or excuse me, having the employees be able to look it up Mm -hmm. and see physically where they at is one of the biggest different makers. I remember, uh, you know, in my illustrious high school basketball career. (laughs) I've heard about that. (laughs) Uh, I remember uh, as we were playing, we had uh, a statistician, right? Somebody that's keeping track of all the stats. And several players on the team, they would get hyped up about rebounds, right, or whatever it would be. And so they would constantly go ask the statistician, how many rebounds do I have? How many rebounds do I have? How many rebounds? And that's the only thing they cared about. They, there was so many other stats on the board, but the, the thing that mattered to them was rebounds or whatever they were factoring at that point. So the simplicity side of here is the, here's the thing that you can track and here is how you can see it gets people involved. Correct. Absolutely. And I think even breaking it down, like we were saying earlier, where we have the the team scoreboard out in our warehouse. But I think, again, we're pushing these guys to try and bill out more, get to more openings, that kind of thing. But aside from telling them to do it, what measurable or what data do they have to see? Are they doing good? Are they not doing good? I want to go back. So we talked about this at the beginning. You've, you've been here eight years and you've seen a, tra- a lot of transition in the organization. When you first started in the first couple of years, how did you measure if we were winning? Let's just say over the first 24 months, how did you measure if we were winning or losing from a monthly basis? Uh, we either did it, well, I guess on a daily basis it would be, is, is my clear queued off? Is my to-do list done? Mm-hmm. I guess as time progressed, we started to look outside the box to start to look at value and revenue in that sense. But at first, I guess the most simple way to say it is we had a daily queue that we tried to clear out. So you're trying to clear out a daily queue, but from a from a, a perspective of understanding if we're 
on track from a, a revenue perspective. I mean, that's that's part of business, making sure that we're uh, that that we're we're on track with that. How did you how did you measure that? Was that something that you just walked down the the hall and looked at the wall, or what was the what was that process for you? Uh, that was something that kind of individually through the system that we had go through and kind of look up and filter a couple different things to essentially see where we were at. So. Mm-hmm let alone the availability or the visibility for the team to see it was not there and the visibility for myself to see it would take time to go through and research. So it was kind of a cumbersome task. Correct. How often was that a priority for you? Originally, it was not a top priority. Yeah. Yeah. And and what has changed? Because the reason I'm bringing this up is I've seen a massive change over eight years in this organization of of how we're been, been able to create some visibility and share information and have it out there so that it's not a – I feel like if you went back eight years, seven years, maybe six years ago, it was, oh, yeah, we did well last month or, oh, well, we didn't do well last month. That was kind of the, the reporting process. Correct, yeah. It was almost like a after the fact saying, hey, here's the score, here's how we did, not a – Hey, here's the score. It's the end of the first quarter. End of the it's halftime. Here's where we're at, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, why is what what has changed, and and what has been the impact of that? I think people being aware of where we're at again, they can't they can't fix it unless they know. Mm-hmm. So, in order to know where we need to be, we need to know where we are. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just the, the visibility of the scoreboard, right? So, correct. What I've seen is previously. You know, if you went back that many years, maybe you were looking at it semi-regularly. Maybe other people were looking at it semi-regularly. It was a, it was almost a past tense type focus, and it was only focused on by one or two folks. How many right. people are involved in that process now? I would say the majority of the company have bought in on it yeah. because, again, they're walking past it every day. They're going to talk to different people throughout the office and passing it several times a day. And it's where actually where they check their parts every day where they're picking stuff up. It is about 10 feet from where that is. So it's something they're frequently visiting and frequently able to see. So would you say if you were, you were discussing these types of things with another business, either in our industry or maybe outside of our industry, what, how would you rate the importance of having a visibility of a scoreboard or some type of a dashboard for your organization? Well, I think it's it's incredibly critical. And it's one of those things, like I was saying, is maybe you don't realize it when you're on the other side of it until you see how green the grass is on the other side to see the the effects of it and the positive influence it, influence it creates. Would you say, again, I'm, and, I, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm just trying to think through this process because I, I, I feel like we've been on the other side of it and it's – going, well, it's a lot of work. Like, that's going to take a lot of time. Somebody's going to spend a lot of time putting that information together. Is it worth the effort to put in towards it to to have a scoreboard, a dashboard, have the information readily available? Yeah. If you had asked me that six months ago, I could probably debate it with you, but you asked me that (laughs) now, and I think there's no question it's absolutely worth every minute Hmm. doing it. That's incredible. Well, I'm I'm excited to see the continuation of this, and and it, it's really cool. Um, and I, I give you credit in a, in a lot of senses for um, some of these types of things from a competitive standpoint, uh, from some of the programs that we've implemented years ago inside of our organization that you were very integral in getting started and uh, and 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 helping to set up, and even in this setting a standard 
for other departments and other teams to follow. So um, the, the standard that's being set right now with the service team, there's a lot of people watching it, a lot of people in our organization watching it going, hey, how do we do that? What do we need to do? How can we how can we become a part of this or how can we create our own uh, competition, our own kind of scoreboard so that we can kind of see the same type of uh, information? Absolutely. It's an exciting thing to see throughout the company. Yeah, most definitely. Well, thank you, Nathan, for joining us today. Uh, absolute blast chatting with you. Thank you for uh, being here. Nathan does a fantastic job uh, leading our team uh, and our service team to make sure that we're helping our customers protect their people and their property. It's a big focus for us inside of our organization, and we're excited to continue to navigate that, grow, and, and build some new processes there. If this is your first time watching or listening to the podcast, we invite you to subscribe because we have a brand new episode every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We've been doing that for a couple of years now, so we've got well over 120 episodes for you to go check out with all kinds of interesting information around business ideas, practices, and strategies. You can check those out. You can subscribe. There, We're available on any podcast platform. Just search for LOCDOC or Coffee Break and you're going to find us. Or you can go find us on Facebook and YouTube. We have a full video version of this available as well. Uh, just go there and search LOCDOC and you'll find everything there for you. Thank you for joining us today. If this is beneficial for you or maybe beneficial for somebody you may know, please share it with them and uh, let them know where they can find more of this information. Thanks and we'll see you next time on the Coffee Break Podcast. <laughs>